Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Planted and Growing. I am Christina. And my name is Grace. And today we are going to be talking um, broadly, as we do, <laughs> about um, loss and uh, processing that and um, how to move on from loss. Um, it's something that everyone experiences from one time to another. And uh, it's definitely a different experience every time you have loss happen in your life. And so we're just gonna like kind of talk about our previous experience and what we've done to process it and uh, just how to uh, understand loss a little bit more. And um, also I think loss is kind of a broad term because it doesn't necessarily mean death by any means. Right. It could mean just losing you know, somebody in your life that you cherished or even, I don't know, if you're like a very sentimental person, you lose something that meant a lot to you. Um, I also just want to kind of put in a little bit of a trigger warning in case this uh, applies to anybody, but we will be talking about um, death and um, specifically death of an animal. So that's what was, that's what inspired me to want to talk about this today. Um, I'll just go ahead right into it. So on Sunday last week, um, we had to put down one of my dogs and it was my first time ever losing an animal because I did have a dog when I was very young, but we gave her up for adoption when we had to move to my new house. Um, and I was so young and I think I was upset about it, but I didn't really think about it for more than maybe a couple days because, you know, as a child, you're just so on to the next thing. Um, Present. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And so I think actually now that you say that, that's probably been the thing that's been helping me the most is just trying to focus on today. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, the only times I've ever experienced loss in the, in the um, like when it comes to death, um, it's always been harder for me because it's hard for other people. Um, mm -hmm. I have a pretty comfortable relationship with death and um i think that i've done a lot of you know healing and a lot of um just a lot of time understanding times, yeah a lot of time spent and understanding what it really means to pass on and i think that having a certain belief and just your um just what you feel like what happens after that is what for me is what brings me comfort um, but seeing other people in, you know, not the same mindset or seeing other people really suffering or really grieving is probably what is hardest for me. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So like on Sunday morning when, um, so my dog was, um, uh, you know, technically my brother's dog only because he was the one who found her. Um, when she was just like the tiniest little baby puppy and that was almost Aww. nine years ago. So like having a dog in your life for that long already is, you know, like pretty, it's a pretty long time. It's a pretty mm -hmm. huge growing period. Um, so he was basically with her through all of his 20s, which we all know is a very, can be a very hard time. Mm -hmm. um, and he brought her in Sunday morning, just like bawling his eyes out. And I have never, ever seen him cry, let alone mm -hmm. that hard over anything in my life and I think that was what like really shook me up like at the moment he walked in and I saw his face I started like trembling and I was just like oh god because like not only that but it's not someone that I've like ever really been able to comfort because um he's kind of he kind of keeps to himself so mm -hmm. um anyway so then uh I figured once he came in with her crying that I was like oh no like are we gonna have to put her down he's like probably so, <clears throat> once he uh, left, uh, that's probably when I started to, like, actually understand and process what was going on, and then I kind of just, like, broke down, and then my other mm -hmm. dog was not very supportive of me. <laughs> she was kind of oh. confused. She's like, what's happening? And she, like, walked away, and I was like, wow, I need you right now. <laughs> that was kind of funny, but, um, yeah, just the, and then the whole day. <clears throat> I kind of had to process what was going on and um thankfully I did bring like get the strength to go to work which I think really helped keep my mind off of things mm -hmm. um and I don't necessarily mean that in a distraction because I was still aware of what what happened and what was going on but it was also just like an outlet for me to just you know <clears throat> not have to think about just that all day definitely so that's like my recent experience but 
Have you ever had an experience? Um, yes, I would say that in regards to loss and death, my experience has been limited, uh, fortunately and unfortunately. I don't know. I feel like there's um, pros and cons because I haven't experienced a lot of death in my life um, with people who are like very close to me. Um, only, uh, I think it was four or five years ago, my mother's mother passed away. Um, both of my grandfathers had passed away before I was born. And so, um, that was my first like real experience with experiencing death with someone I was close to. And it was an interesting experience because I feel like, well, I have this perception and it's, who knows if it's true or not, but I feel like a lot of people experience death a lot earlier in their lives. Um, Mm -hmm. not like in their twenties. And so it was interesting to experience it for the first time in my 20s. And um, fortunately, my partner Keith has experienced death from close close people um, before I had. So he was able to provide me comfort. Um, But um, it's just a very interesting um, experience. This was before I had uh, this like... I I hate having to mention it every single episode, but like this mindfulness journey that I've been on, this was before that. So my concept and understanding of death um, was limited. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a a way different experience with death now um, in that that my understanding of death is just, um, everything is constantly transforming in Mm -hmm. life. Right. And energy is being changed in life. And so when someone is leaving their body, they're not necessarily like, this isn't the end of their life. They're right. still there. Mm-hmm. And I still feel that way about a really dear pet that passed away. Um, that was very impactful in my life. And she had passed away in the last couple of years, too. She was just such a spunky dog with so much life. And she inspired me so much. She was just so, like, one of my most fondest memories of her is uh, she would go on the morning walk with all of the other dogs. And uh, Keith and I would still be in bed. And she would just burst through the front door, run straight (laughs) onto the bed, and just, like, greet us with her wet paws and everything. And she was just so full of life. Mm -hmm. We think about her still a lot to this day Mm -hmm. and, like, mention her. And for me, when we think about her and mention her, I feel like she's still with us. She's just like, she's like, I came into your life to teach you this, to tell you, like, you need to grab life and just enjoy it to its fullest capacity. And I really, I really received that message from her. And just when I think about her, I know that she's still with me. Um, But... Yeah, I think that that's like a long journey to understand um, that thought process when it comes to death. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. so I haven't really experienced that much loss in regards to death. Um, And when I, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when I, like when my, my maternal grandmother passed away, it was really, really, really sad. Um, But I also found that like I don't know I think it's different when uh, a death is sudden or a death is kind of like maybe kind of expected and so I just know that she is you know she needed to transition into the next phase of her life um and I in in my belief I know that she's still in existence in some form um and so that gives me peace of mind I don't feel like uh, what was it just recently on, uh, I can't remember something on television or something or another was saying that, I think it was like a Futurama episode or something like that, but basically (laughs) they were going, some characters were going to a funeral and it ended up being like just this celebration and everyone was like celebrating. And then Keith and I were just talking about how our funerals need to be like a celebration and celebration of life. Exactly. So that's really much my thought process on 
when we're no longer like in this body mm-hmm. um that we're still here right yeah what i like to say is that energy doesn't die it just changes form like you had said mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um i mean it's been scientifically proven that matter cannot not exist so whatever so- if something has been created it it could be destroyed but in that in itself that is a creation anew like that's a new creation mm-hmm. of something else right. and um the only other experience with loss that i've had was my grandmother who passed away this year will be four years which is crazy to think it's been wow. four years and um I I don't I can't really remember exactly how um, I felt about it because I, I don't know I, I feel like four years was so long ago even though it's in the long run it's not um, but I did notice that like the attitude because it was my uh, my dad's mom I did notice that my dad's attitude was really different um, and I mean in the sense of like I, I think he didn't really know how to process it or maybe he was just processing in a way that was different than what was expected. I don't really know, but I feel like he got really angry and that was probably what upset me the most because I remember he was being really nasty to my mom and I remember she was dropping me off to the airport once and I was like, by the way, like you need to tell dad that he needs to stop. I don't know what is going on with him, but he, the way that he talks to you was not okay. And, um... I just think that, you know, some people don't know how to process loss and they don't know how to process their life without, especially their mom. Like, I can't even imagine the day that that comes. Um, So it's understandable, but I don't think that gives anybody an excuse to be nasty to the person who's, like, there beside him the whole time, like, trying to help him through this. Right. Um, I do know that, like... I, I think I was with my ex-boyfriend. We were, like, out, and then we came home, and my parents were gone, and this was, like, she had had cancer multiple times, and this was the last time that she had it, and she d- decided not to go through with any treatment, so it was only a matter of time, and um, that the day before was the last time I ever saw her, and um, I was just sitting next to her on her because she like brought hospice into her home and everything and I was just sitting with her and um, I wasn't talking very much because I didn't really know how to handle the situation and I didn't know if she wanted anybody to talk because there were there was a few times where she was like everybody shut up basically (laughs) Um, and uh, I try not to like guilt myself over this because I don't think that this is anything I knew in the moment um, nor should I feel bad about it but she was like like, when I was leaving that day, she's like, I wish you would have talked to me more, and I was like, well, fuck, like, I didn't know that's what you wanted, and I, I didn't mm-hmm. feel, like, obligated to ask, because I was just, like, you know, I was just, I was, I was young, and I was just kind of, like, I don't know, I was kind of tiptoeing around the situation, because I didn't really know how to feel. Right. <clears throat> and then, but anyway, that same day, I had found this really beautiful, like, um, not necessarily, like, a poem, but just, like, this little excerpt of something, um, just talking about, like, you know, like, when I pass, like, don't be, like, don't be sad, I'm still here type of thing, and she was like, that's very beautiful, and I was just, like, asking her, like, how she, how she was feeling, and she was like, I'm just hoping that, that the Lord takes me tonight, and then that's the night that she died, so I think that that brought me a lot of comfort knowing that she was ready, Mm -hmm. and that, um, I've definitely known this to be the case in a lot of different, in a lot of different people that, the moment they surrender is like usually when it happens mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um yeah wow. so like you know after the fact like the funeral was definitely really really hard and mm-hmm. like watching all of my loved ones go through this but at least I knew that I wasn't alone um mm-hmm. but yeah that's the only other experience that I have so my grandmother yeah and um and it was kind of one of those things that you wit like you don't really know like the impact of somebody until they're gone which is like really shitty but when you're a teenager and you're like growing up with your grandparents like you don't really think twice about it because you're just so consumed in your own life and again like I I don't feel bad about this because I know that that's a waste of energy and um like just because you're not necessarily super close with someone even if it is a relative like that shouldn't make you feel like a bad person Mm -hmm. um but like yeah it just made me appreciate the times that we did spend because I spent a lot of my childhood there uh, with her at their house and stuff like that and um my grand my grandfather is a good amount I think he's like eight or six or eight years older than her so he's like I think he's in his early 90s now and he's still alive Mm -hmm. and um so it's just like kind of daunting knowing that like who knows how long that's 
how long he's going to be around for. Right. Um, but again, like trying not to focus on like what I didn't do or what I could have done and just focus on what I can do now. Right. Yeah. That's all you have is now in the exactly. future. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of my relationship with my paternal grandmother. Uh, she's 91 now and uh, her health is just like she's not in terrible health but she's just at home all day doesn't leave the house and um i mean her health isn't all that great but she's also healthy like i'm grateful that her her mind is still there um but she just like feels like shit most of the time and so oh i mean throughout my entire life i remember i would go um and visit her when i was going to school near her I'd have class all day, so I'd have lunch. I'd have dinner with her once a week, and and every, and then there was times where it would like dip down, and I wouldn't see her as often. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, but in the last few years, I've been more active on trying to like just be there for her, um, just because I'm. I think about what it'd be like for me to be 91. Oh my god. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> And I'd like to have someone call me every once in a while. And it's just kind of like, uh, this is a reminder for myself, but maybe this is a reminder for other people as well. It's just like, I think that when I think of my entire relationship that I've had with my grandma, like when I was very young, um, she was just like there around holidays. It wasn't as consistent as... Um, other people were having their grandparents in their life mm-hmm. and uh, honestly some of my siblings like are upset by that and think that like she should have tried harder and she should have been around more but for me I think about just phases of life and like ways that people can be there for other people or they're not there for other people but if you're looking at everyone for who they are in the current moment, then, and not like judging them on their past actions, Mm -hmm. then it can give you a lot more peace and understanding of them. So I just feel like, yeah, in my, in my, I'd like to treat others how I'd like to be treated. And so when I think of my grandmother and how theoretically I wish she would just call me I know that if she wanted some type of company, she could just call me and I can like just stay in that mindset or I can just call her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. And we tend to forget that elders and parents and like just everyone in general, they're also just people like they're right. also going through what they're going through. And maybe she's just realizing that her time is near and that's mm-hmm. hard for her. I can't even mm-hmm. imagine being that old. What the hell? Right. So like. We, we tend to put, like, our uh, our elders, specifically parents and grandparents, like, on a pedestal. Like, they should have done that or they should have done this. But that's not fair for anybody to do. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just – I feel the same way um, in the regards of just, like, just calling with my, with my grandpa because um, – I think about doing it all the time, but I never actually do it, and there's not really a reason why. It's usually just, like, it'll be on my mind while I'm driving, and then I'll forget when I get home to do it. Right. But, like, he has helped me so much through these last few years with going to school and providing mm-hmm. for me, and um, I think that I owe him – well, I don't owe him anything because that's, you know, that's not the mindset I want to be in, but I am grateful, and I want to express that gratitude while he's still around. Right. Um. So I was thinking about writing him a letter, too, just so he has it to look back on so he doesn't forget, like, how much that means to me. Like, he literally, a couple years ago, he gave me a check for a year's worth of car payments. Like, yeah, and that was so monumental to me in that moment because I was, like, you know, my first ever car that I'm having to pay for. And he didn't have to do that, and he totally went out of his way to do that for me. And then literally every single month while I was in school, he was giving me money to help me on the side of being outside of school. And again, he didn't have to do that for me. But yeah, he's a very generous man, and I think that it's the least I can do 
just thank him and again like you said this is a reminder to myself like I I just reach out you know it's Mm -hmm. it's not that hard because I don't want to be in a position where I feel like I should have done more yeah I just try to not have any like ego attached to it just like this person should be acting this way for me to act this way it's like why don't you just be good to people and then they can be good back to you yeah um and that's awesome about your grandpa that's really sweet what I do um this might be helpful for you um I have a reminder on my phone to yeah. it just says grandma <laughs> and, <laughs> and, it, and so I just have a reminder on my phone to call her and sometimes the reminders on my phone for a couple of days I'd like to just do it right when the reminder goes off but like after I've finished the phone call with her I'll just set it for like two weeks from there and just I was when I moved I was checking in trying to check in on a weekly basis and our conversations were like pretty short because not much had happened (laughs) and so what she normally does is just asks about me like I try to ask what's going on with her um but you know she's just at home all day nothing's really going on with her she's just (laughs) honestly just watching the news all the time and getting really irritated at the world and um (laughs) so we have a lot of those conversations yeah but yeah so every every couple of weeks I just check in with her and she's this last conversation that I had with her in the last week she was just so grateful that I'm consistently calling and it doesn't it like for me sometimes it does take like a lot of mental effort I don't really I've said this in previous episodes like talking and expressing myself kind of takes a lot of energy for me sometimes and I'm trying to like move past that like Mm -hmm. I used to be just like very anti-phone calls (laughs) like not wanting to dial not wanting to call people and so sometimes that notification comes up and it takes me a lot of effort but I'm like why this brings me so much joy and she's so grateful for this phone call exactly and 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 unfortunately and because because of her health and because she's 91 years old when I left to move to Texas like I don't know if that's the last time I saw I'll see her in real life and so just having these phone calls where I'm constantly checking up on her and even the something I've been wanting to like ask her for a really long time is like uh, my grandpa's been gone for over 30 years now wow. and yeah and so he I've I've been thinking a lot um, in my in my readings there's a lot of talk about prayer and so I know that she's a, a person who prays quite a bit and I was wondering if she ever like prays to him or for me it's just like kind of like talking to your ancestors or talking to people who are already around you but other people are interpreted as like prayer so I asked her if she if she ever prays and like speaks to him if she hears any like replies and she said yeah but she kind of moved on and said that she always she had a dream about him recently And that she was just telling me about her dream and how when she dreams, she dreams when she was younger. So she was, they both were in their twenties when, when she was having her dream. She's like, I never dream as if she's like in her nineties. I'm like, wow, that's, I can imagine. Yeah. You want to dream and be like the best person that you were. And so I just, for her to like express, and I finally like got her to talk about something going on with her. It was just so beautiful to like hear her talk about her dream and how she dreamt about being with her husband. And I'm like, that's beautiful, grandma. Oh, yeah, that is really sweet. Sorry, um, it was just like a, no, don't it's just apologize. a memory that I was like, oh, yeah, no, that is really sweet. Don't apologize. It just makes me think about like wanting because there's something that I think about often that like off puts me because I know that I like feel guilty about it. And I was dating this guy in high school and he's he was like a talker, like he could talk to anyone about anything. And he mm-hmm. sat down and had a very lengthy conversation with my grandpa that I've never had before. And I remember him saying like your grandfather was like a really good, good guy. And um, and so I think about that often and like the fact that I don't f- I, I haven't like ever pushed to have a conversation like that. Um, and then I saw 1917. Um, oh my god, me too. It's really, really good. And oh my god, just yeah. The whole movie basically just kind of 
put me into this feeling of like wow I can't believe my grandfather went through that and survived because he literally got like blown up and lost like half of his intestines and to think about like specifically that moment when um his partner gets stabbed and like he's bleeding out like Mm -hmm. to think that that was probably something that was going through his mind and like terrified of losing your life and like the aftermath of all of that and seeing like so much death around you like I can't even right. fathom and for me it's it's almost just like imaginary but for him it's that was his reality and he went through oh that gosh, and yeah. although it may have been like I don't know like 70 60 years ago it still happened and that I don't think that ever goes away no. and um the fact that I just haven't like been able to bring myself to like have that conversation with him and even then like I think I've heard from other family members that he doesn't really like talking about it which I totally Mm -hmm. understand but um yeah just the fact that like one of my freaking like boyfriends not even could like have a conversation with him but like I can't and again like I'm trying not to be hard about myself hard on myself about it because I that's not fair to me Mm -hmm. but um it just yeah it just makes me want to like you know get to know him while he's still here and Definitely. Stuff like that. Because we used to spend a lot of time together when we were younger. But obviously when you're younger, you're like, how is the war? Like, that's not something that you know of or that you're going to ask. But mm-hmm. um, anyway. Well, all we have is now and the future. So, yeah, exactly. I believe in you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, not to like, I agree with like, you shouldn't be wasting your energy on feeling guilty about the past. You should be spending that energy on how you can work on your present and your future. Mm-hmm. So, put that reminder on your phone and you can call your grandpa and <laughs> yeah but exactly. no that's that movie was insane and definitely a uh, an understanding of loss and PTSD mm. and and the way it's shot is uh, so immersive that you can fe- you can feel like you're like actually in the film yeah. and this is happening to you too and for it to be like real life stories and all the veterans that have actually experienced this experience, it's yeah. just so sh- emotionally taxing. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why you can like kind of have more uh, compassion for people who are going through things like that. And whew, it's, a, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was literally on the edge of my seat. Um, <sighs> Welcome back to our review of the movie 1917. <laughs> hey, films are great. <laughs> um, anyway. I would just recommend it. Recommend it. Yeah. No, for sure. I do as well. I haven't been able to sit down and watch a movie in a very long time, but I'm glad that I did with that one. Um, so moving on to like the next portion, I kind of wanted to talk about perhaps processing loss um, <clears throat> because I think the biggest processing of a loss I ever had to do was like moving into a different um relationship with my Mm ex-boyfriend meaning breaking up um so I think for me that air quote loss because I didn't really lose him per se I mean I lost him as my partner but um that was probably like one of the biggest life transitions I've ever had to go through at this point in my life um because even though we were young and even though we were together for less than three years, um, it was a big portion of my life that consumed a lot of my life during that time. And so having to go from someone being a constant to being basically pushing you away because of like actions that you were doing. So I was doing actions that were causing him to need to put up a boundary and a wall um, which is totally understandable. So then that was when really, like, things, like, our ties, like, truly got cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think processing that was probably, again, like, one of the mo- the more serious ones that I've had to go through. But then I also think about, like, my dog um, and how how far I've come since then and how I don't really feel like I've lost anything this time around and yeah like my house is so much quieter it's it's insane and it's funny because it's like something I've always complained about and joked around about it's like god like I just wish I could like have a peaceful calm quiet house and like now that that's my reality it's kind of like 
meh. Like, it's because it, <laughs> the circumstances it's based around is, like, not the best. And so it's right. a little bit harder for me to, like, be happy about being in quiet all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, walking in the house and, like, not being barked at. Although it was always so much and so extra. Like, mm-hmm. now that it's not there anymore, it's, like, I still have to process that. Like, every time I walk into my house for who knows how long that's going to be happening. And, um what's today? Today is Thursday and this happened on Sunday. So it's only been a few days and just like, you know, not having her like to cuddle with or not having her like to say good morning and good night to and stuff. That's been different for sure. And like, um, I think the whole processing thing like comes and goes, like there will be day, like a, like a full day where I won't really think about it. And then there'll be, um, a day like last night, um, like right before bed, I just thought about it. And then, you know, so it just, like, fluctuates and it comes and goes and I think that, like, I think that, like, the five stages of grieving or something isn't realistic because healing is not linear and it's so mm-hmm. ebb and flow and there's so many moments where you're gonna feel so much and then a the moment where you won't feel anything and, um, I, you should never feel, like, upset about not being upset and it's okay to, like, you know, be okay when when you're in the middle of a loss or in the middle of a grieving um because it's not your responsibility to take on everybody else's grieving as well right so um again like I mentioned earlier like one of the hardest parts about all of it was seeing my brother and just like hoping that he's okay and like reaching out to him and letting him know that like he's not alone and that this is affecting everybody as well and so if he ever needs someone to talk to like I'm here for him my mom's here for him Mm -hmm. and um just stuff like that and again it's I'm kind of like all over the place because this is like my first time ever losing a pet so mm-hmm. um I just I've just been really like trying my best to be super attentive to my other two dogs and like I don't even think they notice which is super sad <laughs> but Aww. but I've just been trying to like you know say good night to them and good morning to them every day and like every time they like come up to me just like really like give them attention and like love on them because my other dog is going to be 14 this year and so who knows how long she's going to be around for and so um just wanting just like how we were talking about earlier with like our grandparents just like making the best of what we have now um and even though it is just a pet like if anybody's ever have had a pet or a dog specifically which most people I think have or do then they would know that it can be kind of a big deal and it could it can really like feel like a uh like a hole's been ripped out of the family you know so definitely I think a couple of things that what you're saying is in regards to like how you've been treating the other dogs since the dog passed away is that like where you have to like ground yourself in gratitude for what you have yeah um, exactly it's been helping not, a lot mm-hmm, where you're like okay well this is something that I lost but what do I have mm-hmm. and what am I grateful for and so I think I'm, I'm glad that your your dogs can be there for you and you can be there for your dogs even though they might not know what's going on yeah but um yeah, my dog is 12 now, Timber, for people who know Timber. Timmy. <laughs> and Yeah, Timmy. He has so many nicknames, and he's still getting more <laughs> nicknames. It's crazy. I should list them all out one of these days. Um, but he has been a very healthy dog for all of his life, and he, he being a 12-year-old, he still seems pretty young. So... I'm holding faith that he will be with us for a lot more longer, but like just um, the loss of a pet and the loss of a dog can be way more intense than a loss of a human because the dog is just with you constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, They're constantly present in your life. Like currently my dog's paws on my foot. I know. I'm sorry. I know that's kind of <laughs> shitty talking about the no, companion that I have when you've no, lost yours. No, no, but no, not at all. Not at all. But Don't he's... ever feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that it's pretty intense when you lose a pet because it's just so active in your life. So um, uncon- there's so much unconditional love on both ends. And there's like no judgment. No one's judging anybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this different type of love that you don't receive from a human. And it's, I, I don't know how I'm going to process the loss of him. Like, it's something that it kind of pops into my head every once in a while because he's 12 years old now. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I took him to the vet yesterday. I hope 
he kind of ha- he has a heart murmur now, which is kind of scary. But yeah. the vet says it's fine. But like he's starting to have health issues, and so it's um, so it pops into my mind every once in a while, or I'm like, how am I going to process this loss because he's so impactful into my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I was saying, it's just gonna have to come the way it's gonna come. Um, I'm sure there's like books out there that help you understand processing loss more, but yeah. you're just going to have to ebb and flow, like you said, with uh, being okay and then not being okay. Yeah, I feel really similar similar about Molly, my oldest dog, too, because she's literally been in my life since I was 11 years old. Hmm. So she's been like through there through it all, like my best mm-hmm. friend for half of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, even longer, which is insane. Um, so yeah, thinking about that, but again, like, you know, why would you focus your energy on what's to come and what will be versus right. just, you know, having her now? And so exactly. that's just what I've been trying to do because this last year, her oldness really came through strong. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. She has cataracts in both eyes and her hearing is slowly going away. Um, she can't go in the sunlight because she can't see anything. Um, so that's why I'm glad that she has me and my boyfriend's dog, Eno, to like guide her outside and stuff like that. But when we move out, she's not going to have a dog to hang out with. And that really upsets me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm in a similar situation too with Molly and just trying to enjoy every day with her and again I also don't know how I'm going to process that either but that's not what's happening now so I'll get there when that happens (laughs) right exactly that's how I'm feeling too it's like it's gonna happen when it's happening and there's no way to prepare for that and so might as well wait uh spend your energy on the the present moment and the gratitude that you have for the companion that you have and uh just want to mention i think about molly quite a bit there's a dog down the hall that um looks like molly so i think about her a lot actually cute yeah she's what we like to call a spunky senior citizen yeah she's so old it's crazy but but she doesn't look that old that's why she's because she has all that spunk yeah yeah definitely but i think that like honestly each month that passes i like i i think mm. she looks a little bit older especially when she gets haircuts i think mm-hmm. when she's all like f- like floppy and curly she doesn't look that old but when they give her like that clean cut i'm just like ah you look like a poodle no, which is not bad cuz i love poodles but she just looks different i don't know i like it For when sure. she's all fluffy and she looks like a teddy bear mm, i love cute. dogs <laughs> me too animals are great yeah. um I actually wanted to mention um, about uh, something that I wanted to mention in regards to loss, which isn't necessarily death-related, is just loss of uh, a previous life. Um, Or, like, what I'm doing right now is I'm currently processing uh, the loss of, like, the life that I had for 30 years in Southern California. Uh Like, it's kind of like a, a big change And it's, there's a lot of, I have to kind of keep a balance of understanding of what I lost and what I gained. And, um, but sometimes it's just definitely a process of understanding that like my family isn't as close as they used to be. My friends aren't. And that, um, an understanding of a support system that's more like digital, like mm-hmm. contact through phone calls and texts and social media and stuff like that. So it's definitely a change and something that I'm processing. Um, but yeah, we've mentioned this in the previous episode where like change is just constant in life and mm-hmm. that an acceptance of that. And so when you lose uh, something that you've had for a really long time, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Um, it's just that, different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that, like, just loss for, like, what you were saying, like, in a relationship or loss with uh, your your life has changed. Um, it's just something interesting to kind of think about. Yeah. I don't know if I have much to say about it, but that's something that. Yeah, sure. That reminds me, um, 
one of the hardest things for me about transitioning out of a relationship with my ex-boyfriend was transitioning out of the person who I was when I was with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was, it took a very long time to come to terms with that or to even understand what was going on with myself. And it took a very long time to really um, sever the tie that I had with him on my own terms, like with myself and him, Mm -hmm. not necessarily how he felt about me um, because I was holding on to not him, not the way I felt about him, not the relationship, but myself and who I was when I was with him. Because for some reason I felt like I was the best version of myself when I was Mm -hmm. with him, which looking back four years later is not true at all whatsoever. Um, I think that I've continuously bettered myself, although there have been time periods where I think I've taken a few steps back. Mm -hmm. I always have to remind myself that you cannot know who you are until you know who you are not. Mm -hmm. And you have to go through time periods of being a person that maybe you're not so fond of in order to realize, hey, this is not who I want to be. Right. Um, And so, and even still, like, I feel like I'm constantly having to um, deal with the change of tides when it comes to me as a being and understanding that I'm, I'm never the same person. And, um, a lot of people will stay stagnant and stay complacent and stay the same person their whole entire life because that's what the ego likes. The ego likes to, uh, remain, um, comfortable in the same, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Um, it doesn't like change. It likes, it likes like facts basically like it likes right or wrong it likes here or there you know it doesn't like to be uncertain that's the word i'm looking for uncertainty is basically the enemy of the ego mm-hmm. um and even just like yesterday on my drive home from work i was listening to a band that i was super into last year and that i still love but like recently this this like i don't know last few months i've been really liking more calm like relaxing soothing mm-hmm. music and i'm mm-hmm. like i just want to listen to this band that i like but it just doesn't do it for me right now and like that's okay <laughs> you know um and so is that your dog <laughs> is he sneezing Yes. Bless you, Timber. No, he's like doing this little cough thing. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Cute. Uh, I was like, wait, I need to mute my mic. <laughs> wait, did he d- stop coughing? No, it's no. okay. <laughs> it's okay. I love him. He's allowed to be on the show. Um, okay. Anyway, so yeah, just like having to deal with like the loss of self and then. I feel that way about other people too. Like there was this period of time where I was realizing that my current partner wasn't the same as when I met him, which number one is unrealistic and number two, Mm -hmm. unfair of me to expect him to stay the same throughout our entire relationship because I know that I haven't, so why should he? Right. Um, And I was just like for a week straight, I don't know if you remember this, but this is when we were both working at Mead still. And I was like so upset and I did not know why, but almost every day that I was at work, I was crying over whatever I was crying over. And there is this one time where I was just like breaking down the kale and Taylor came up to me, which is a person that we used to work with. And she like could tell that I was off and she hugged me and I started like sobbing and I just like didn't understand why I was in so much pain. But I was grieving the loss of the partner that I had in the beginning. And as to why I was so upset about it, I'm not entirely sure because it's not like he's this entirely different person. But he was like, I think he was also going through a rough time. So he was like exhibiting signs and and behavior that was different to me. And I was just like, oh, no, like, I wonder if this is like going to be someone that I'm going to be okay with being with for the rest of whatever um Mm -hmm. whereas like in the past I was like so like sure and whatever and I think it was also like dealing with um the end of like the honeymoon stage because I feel like with my last relationship that never went away because of how young we were um and uh like this pedestal that I kept him on but now like being older and in a more long-term relationship um instead of like grieving or thinking that I've lost just understanding that it's still a part of him it's just not necessarily what's showing now and that's the same thing for myself too so I think that 
along with like physical loss of people and and pets and and moving and being into like different situations I think that's something I go through a lot is having to deal with the change and the loss of a self because I feel like Mm -hmm. that happens to me so often like I feel like I'm constantly shedding layers and like Mm -hmm. becoming this new version of myself and sometimes Mm -hmm. I wish that I could go back to a certain phase or like a certain time because of the memories that I have tied around that but that doesn't necessarily mean that I was a better me then because that's my entire life purpose is to constantly be better so um that's I think one of the biggest parts of my life that I'm constantly just having to um take what it is take for as it is and just constantly um keep looking for and trying my hardest to not be so tied onto a certain phase or a certain part of my life because I know it's so fleeting that that's Mm -hmm. just going to cause more pain. Like when it came to um, my last relationship, I I was like telling myself, I was like, you have to let go because holding on is burning my hands. Like as in like the sense of me, like having this, this um, like rope tied or this knot tied, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that relationship um, and getting out of it was the first real, um, thing to help me understand that letting go is so much easier than holding on especially when you know that you're meant to be letting go of whatever it is that you're currently dealing with whether it's you know where you're living your partner your job a friendship that isn't going too well anymore even like uh, a relationship with a family member like I think it takes so much more effort to try and convince yourself that you still need that in your life and to hold on to it than it is just to let it go. And I know that letting go causes a lot of grief and a lot of processing and, um, you know, just understanding and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it always comes out. You always come out a stronger person. Um, So that's my little spiel. (laughs) Oh, I loved it. Um, One of the things that... um what I had actually noted about like loss and like having change in your life is just the understanding that you're no longer like when you want to like have a change, you're going to, uh, there's going to be a lack of comfort. Like you were saying, yeah, Mm -hmm. like your ego loves comfort and you definitely probably would desire to stay in comfort, but the understanding of, uh, moving past the comfort and because that's what that's what southern california was it was comfortable it was with mm-hmm. it was with friends and family and a support system and that's that's all great things to have um but what if you move past the the comfort of that and try and like evolve and expand in your life and so it yeah like what you were saying about letting go and how there's a lot of um a lot of things that you have to go through to process it all, it's worth it in the end. Yes. Um, like for you as a human in your life and then also just for your emotions as well because sometimes you're holding on to things that are just not good for you. Yes, exactly. Um, I actually just – can you hear barking? Oh, my God, yes. Molly's barking. Rare. Yay. She doesn't really bark very often. Um so I just pulled up this Instagram post of mine. Um, I the beginning of the year I completely like went through my entire Instagram and basically just deleted and archived everything because mm-hmm. there was only a few things that I felt like um, I wanted to keep. Anyway, I thought it was a little bit relevant. So the caption says, people are only in your life for seasons. You can continuously try to fit a piece into the puzzle that doesn't fit until eventually it will start to break. Learn to let go when it's time. Better things always lie ahead. Reminisce when needed, but do not but do not dwell. Keep moving forward. There's no going back anyway. Everything that happens to you and every person who walks into your life will teach you and help you remember. Whether it takes years or days or minutes, you will learn something new about people or the world or yourself. Be kind and give and give and you will receive. The universe loves you. Hmm. I love that. I thought that was a little bit relevant in the fact of just, you know, moving forward because there's always something that lies ahead that's better than what was behind. I think it's really hard to see things like that that way, especially when you're going through that process of like closing a door and walking into a new one and how Mm -hmm. terrifying that can be. And um, I think that's relevant in the in the um, what we were talking about when it comes to change and loss and grieving, because all of those feelings are all open doors that are extremely uncomfortable. But the only way you can get through them is by walking through the door. Mm -hmm. So Mm. um, how poetic. 
<laughs> and uh, another one that I think, the one that I was actually looking for um, to begin with, um, I said, um, this was after a couple of few months after my last breakup. Uh, I said, these past couple of months have taught me more than I have been able to learn throughout years. I've come to terms with the temporariness that resides in all of everything, and I understand that how I feel, the way that I am, and who I want to be will all shift with direction time and time again. I have realized that my life is a never-ending current, and instead of trying to fight it, I have taught myself to stay afloat and let myself be carried whichever direction my life chooses to go. As much as I want to try and hold on to certain moments, people, and feelings, I know that I cannot. They will come and they will go. And instead of burning my hands from gripping so tightly, I know that letting go hurts less. I have understood that at times, the storm will seem so bad that I'm not sure if I will make it out alive. It's up to me whether or not I choose to use an umbrella, though. Life is a funny thing and we cannot plan for it as we think we can. All we can really do is be here now. Now is all there is and the past and the future do not exist. Be here now and I promise things will work out as they should. And I just went on about love and stuff, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that that first portion was extremely relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Shouts out to my 2016 self. You are really on a good one with your words. <laughs> now I'm like, <laughs> no, I think you probably, I think that it comes and goes when it comes to words. I think the more active you are with writing, then the more it'll just flow. Are you writing as often as you used to? No. There you go. (laughs) I think that I can be more, um, like, I can talk better than I used to be able to. Like, in the the past, it was just when I was writing. But now Mm -hmm. I feel like in conversation, I can be, um, you know. Expressing yourself. Yeah. This is so funny. Every time I want to talk about how well I can speak, I can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I do get complimented on my vernacular and stuff, so... Um, I like stuff. to. I like to think that I'm good at speaking. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know you just. It's. Um, I think it just takes practice when it comes to like writing and speaking. That, um, and then just patience with yourself for mm-hmm. you to feel comfortable about expressing yourself. Yeah. Um, this might uh, resonate for you. It's something that I've been doing lately. Is uh, actually have been journaling digitally like in a Google Doc versus writing mm-hmm. and I'm able to type faster yeah. than I am to write and uh-huh. so I've been able to express myself like tenfold lately nice. and it's just increased my writing dramatically and I don't know it's something I would recommend for other people it's just it's fun because I'm just experimenting you know yeah. I told myself like there's so many like outside rules in the mind and everything where this is the way it needs to be. You need to be writing things down like with a pencil and paper. And I'm like, what if I just want to do this and just mm-hmm. have fun? And exactly. so, yeah. And so it's just something that I've been doing lately that has given me like a lot of um, practice in writing. I love writing. I didn't realize how much I did until I just started doing it constantly. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's another thing actually that's relevant is that I used to write and be so poetic with my words and like write poems and stuff like that and that's not something that's been relevant and I don't know if that's because I haven't been making the time to do it or because I feel like that's just not really like what I want to be doing at this portion of my life but I used to I have a private tumblr that I used to do that from like oh my god I think I started it in like 2011 um Mm. so just like tons of like entries digitally which I also feel like really helped me be able to flow better because I could type as fast as my thoughts were coming because I could type very fast Mm -hmm. but anyway that's for another episode (laughs) how to (laughs) journal 101 well yeah it's just like I think it's just understanding your uh, your seasons and stuff like that from what you're saying is like this is a season of me writing and me being poetic and uh, this is currently a season where I'm not doing it as often but you're not going to put any guilt for doing that yeah and I think that I just always go back to journaling and writing to like process my feelings. And so mm-hmm. in regards to like loss and change and stuff, like oh. you actually can express yourself, but then reflect on everything that you've written previously and what you've, how far you've grown from that big major shift in your life. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, my brother's here and he's being loud, so <laughs> this is a perfect time to end it. Um, okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And, yeah, thank um, you. 
yeah thanks for your support thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you i love you guys and we'll talk to you soon bye bye